Superkicks.com offers cool streetwear and apparel at great prices. Shipping worldwide, thanks to the guys at Superkicks, you can get 10% off your order by using the code SWN at the checkout. That's Superkicks.com, pro wrestling apparel. Welcome to the first edition of the Sharp Dojo series. Uh, this is a little podcast uh, in conjunction with the SWN podcast, a setup through Luke King Sharp's online dojo, uh, where he nominates one person about once a month uh, to, to speak to me. So I don't know if it's a prize or, or a punishment, but I am joined this time in this first edition with the Hungarian soldier, Hanyari Tamás. Welcome to the Hello. show. Hello, thank you for the invitation. I'm really happy to be here. I don't know if it's a punishment or not at the moment, but... We'll, we'll find out. Uh, Give it about an hour and we'll, decide, we'll find out if it's a punishment. <laughs> we decided to at the end. Um, did I say your name right? I, I, I went based off the Kurt Johansson interview. That was kind of how it was said. Yeah, you say it very well. Excellent. That's fine. Much uh, clearly understood. Perfect. I, I've, got, I've got an easy first name, being Billy, but, but last name Strachan. And it sounds more complicated than it's spelled. But uh, yeah, so I was looking at it going, I'm sure I, I was hearing you, you had uh, such uh, iterations as uh, Hyundai uh, as well. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting ones. Um, right. So usually I go for the first boring question, which we'll, we'll start off with, is how did you get into pro wrestling? So uh, what got you hooked on wrestling? So basically, I got hooked in uh, watching it in television. I was a bad kid, so I was turn- turning my television all night, staying up late. And uh, it was in a television in Hungary. And I have seen actually the John Cena CM Punk 2011 Money in the Bank match as first, which was a really, you know, the good start to all of that. And it got me hooked straight away. Watched it uh, most of the times after. And uh, then I started to search, where can I do this? Where, how can I do this? Like, okay, it's only US, god damn it. So I have to wait until I'm 18 or something to travel and all that. And uh, in 2000, I think first time 2013, I realized that we have something in Hungary. But by that time, I didn't really know about it. Like, okay, so what is this and how to get them? So I was waiting all the way until 2015 to reach out. Like, okay, where is the training? How can I go there? All that. Then they told me all these small informations. Then I broke my wrist, which was a fun story by that time. <laughs> well, basically, I want, I really loved to climb trees and I, well, it was not a good idea to do that when you are half drunk, I had to find out. So, <laughs> yeah, things happen. Oh, it's, it's rare I get to tell about my, my, my drunken story because I like to climb things when I'm drunk as well. And uh, I... I I uh, made thought I was I was never going to be a wrestler. I didn't have the athleticism and I didn't have the energy or, or the want to actually do it. But when I'm drunk, I like to throw some elbow drops, and you know <laughs> that's the way it happens. So uh, when, when I was about 22 or something, can't remember now, uh, I decided that I was going to do that off a, a bloody spinning roundabout discs, and broke my elbow in three places to the point where it doesn't actually straighten anymore. So. We've got that in common, <laughs> at least. Well, <laughs> I, I, I thankfully didn't broke it that much. <laughs> but uh, the fun part was like, uh, I was with friends out. One of them were studying to be a doctor. And she was like, ah, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Then uh, I was sleeping with my girlfriend from that time. And uh, well, I couldn't sleep at all because... 
this thing just got like whoop. <laughs> and uh, by five or six in the morning, I was just calling my mom like, uh, yeah, so this happened last night and it may be broken. I'm not sure, but it hurts his head and I cannot sleep. <laughs> so we went to the hospital and uh, the doctor went, came back. He was like, you lucky bastard. That's five millimeter from a surgery. So you, you can just only, you know, get the gifts and go. I was like, oh man. That's... Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, that's for, me. for, for, for mine, I, I lay there and my arm was twisted. And I just looked at it because I was drunk. I just looked at it and went, <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> and I can't get, and they're like, okay, I'll, we'll go with it. No, I'm not doing that either. Someone has to phone the ambulance now because I'm not moving at this stage. And yeah, it was, it, it's, it's weird how, how a drunken brain can just make you so calm about things as I was sitting there with my arm obliterated, just going, I, I don't think this is right. I think, I think we should phone someone, an adult. <laughs> Early 20s, I think we should put an adult <laughs> in this situation. Uh, so who are your early favourites? 2011, that's... Uh, yeah, so it was, it was one of a good peak time. CM Punk, Summer of Punk, uh, WWE, uh, as well. So, who are your early favorites? Uh, who caught you? Uh, I really like already like for these day the Miz. I just I just really got hooked with him from the first moment with his uh, character that awesome and also back back then he was doing the because I'm the Miz. And I'm awesome, you know, and it just got me hooked with that. And uh, I can, after time, I could see also behind that he, how much work he's putting into wrestling and his life and where he came from. So it's just all the way respect to him and. Like he's it, it he's my be, favorite. For it's been amazing for you seeing him cash in. Uh, at uh, Elimination Chamber then? Yes, I was really happy. I actually got spoiled because I was like, I cannot stay up because I have to work. And, uh, you know, the big mistake, morning, Facebook, first picture I see, the Miz with the belt. And I was like, <laughs> ah! I, I, was, oh. yeah, I, I was definitely on the fence. <laughs> Because see, well, cashing on Drew, of course, and as, as a Scot, I'm just like, you bastard, miss. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, everyone's kind of got the same kind of the uh, post cashing clarity of going. He's he's deserved it. Yeah, but, but, but how in dare a, he? In a, way, in a way, he really deserved it. Not at this moment, but for example, when he was in the feud with Daniel Bryan. I think that was two or three years ago. Now that 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 time, I think would have been the best to put the title on him. Of course, I'm still really happy because it's for me. It's like it's my favorite, and it, so I don't care who who's dying or anything. He's the champ. That's cool. That's all I need. <laughs> Absolutely. So so Miz being a, a quite a big. I mean, he was a really good. He's a good wrestler. He's quite. He's a safe wrestler, but he, he's more reliant on a on a character. Um, so when you started training, was that in mind that you wanted to, to do a bit more of a character thing, or uh, was what, what was your well, kind of influences on your style of wrestling? Well, at the first moment, I just basically wanted to do it in Hungary. We have a really not specifically slow but uh, safe building up in the trainings so I have been in the HCW training so for one year and I have never done a suplex in that one year and suplex is like you know this extremely basic thing just positioning roles chain wrestling all the really basic stuff and uh, then, because of my personal life at that time, I moved to Denmark. Then, because of, again, personal problems, I was couldn't afford to go for trainings. It was far away. It was not 
even close to me. So I, when I had enough money, I was going one training here, a few months out, one training here, a few months out, one training now. And uh, the guys were really thinking that uh, uh, he's never going to come back ever again. Whatever, one more. <laughs> and uh, then when I got into a fixed position with money-wise, car, all that, then just every single weekend go down training. No matter if I was working that day, no matter if I was waking up at 3 o'clock at the night, work, training, get home by 8, 9, tomorrow repeat, you know. So I, and uh, yeah, then I think four months after I could start this weekly trainings with Body Slam, I got my debut match. And uh, then since then, everything is just, you know, living the dream kind of and working harder and harder to reach high, higher. So what were you doing during that that like middle period where you when you couldn't go to training were you still kind of um, trying to keep your your stamina up did you do sport and in, in between that, that kept your your uh, cardio and and your strength uh, all up basically not really but uh, my work is also physical work I work on a farm with uh, pigs and it is it can be very physical sometimes. Uh, so I, 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 yeah, I, but, I would sort of think that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is actually, and uh, yeah, until last year January, I was not really favorizing the gyms as well. I was like, I can do the trainings at home with myself. You know, I don't like to go to these public places and just work out. I don't even know how to do it. And uh, then I started to talk with uh, one of the Hungarian veteran, I can say, I think. And uh, he started to teach me about how to put the gym program together. He was making uh, programs for me for basically all time. And after, after Corona hit, so yeah, there was a bit of stop. When the gyms reopened in uh, Denmark, then uh, you know full, full speed, and uh, in January they shut everything again. So we're we're kind of the same, except they just don't want to open anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which I mean, for for someone who like myself who's got a body of a potato, I'm not being fussed. I'm not fussed about the uh, the the gyms not being open. But I know for a lot of people, it's not only a health thing but a mental health thing and it's a routine and um i for me i don't understand as long as people wipe down their sets and that then can't see why gyms and that haven't been opened because it seems to be if as long as someone's monitoring it it would be the most one of the cleanest places everyone should have their space and that's a whole different conversation i'm sure uh, yeah and it is actually a like as you 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 just mentioned, it's a mental health. And anyone who's not going to gym yet, you know, just try it and just go for I don't know, like let's say one two months, try it because it it does the difference. It makes a lot of absolutely. So uh, so we were introduced, like I said, at the start of of the of the show here, uh, through the Luke King Sharp do online dojo. So by this point, I've got you written down here. Uh, your 2019 debut uh, through Body Slam, and you had a few matches with with Rick Dominic, who was a veteran yeah. over there. Um, so how did you get introduced to Lou? To who? To to uh, Lou. Sorry, Luke King Sharp. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I. My first goal after the debut was to reach all the three Danish promotions and uh, Louis happening to work with the CCW, the Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. And uh, in 2020, February, I had uh, my first match with them and Louis King was actually the producer of my match, which was a pre-show match against the... Uh, 
against the trainee of CCW. And as far as I remember, he was not happy with the match. <laughs> so, yeah, but I know him uh, from there. Right, yeah, I know that, that Lou is, is he, he likes to, well, I don't, I don't know about the, the producing match, but I know he, he is heavily involved in the, in the, the Scandinavian scene. Um, so from that point, I mean, not, not the best start then. <laughs> for producing the match and, just, and he's not happy with it uh, so, so was, was did, did it grow from there or was it just a case he went right I'm starting up a dojo I need you on it I, I want to teach you something kind of no, thing. no I have I, I am inside the CCW group and uh, I have seen him uh, posting about it and uh, and it's it came in a perfect time because during that week I was asking uh, around HCW guys like, hey, I'm thinking about like, I, I'm really stuck with the uh, trainings and all these stuff, all these wrestling stuff. I need something. I need, you know, just anything. Just give me some knowledge or anything. Talk about wrestling, uh, psychology, uh, CV, just, uh, I just need something. And uh, I was also talking with the Body Slam, you know, like HCW. HCW was putting me like, hey, what about maybe you can talk with the WXW Academy because I'm sure that they would be hooked. And when I have seen uh, Chris Blowiking uh, posting in CC, I was like, I'm just, you know, reflex, reflex opening these stuffs. And I just read like, Oh, Louis King Online Dojo. What? Oh, okay. I need this. Yeah, I mean, I've said it in many places that that uh, Lou is he's he's twenty three and he's just he seems to have a mind of a of a veteran that's been around forever. Um, that seems to have all these these kind of little pieces that can just complete puzzles or at least give you a guidance on where to go from there. Um, so from what I know, I've only I've only watched one of the the webinars. I was quite lucky to to be involved with well to watch the tag team on McGregor. Um, so what what was the kind of thing he was he was showing you in the first one? It was CVs, was that right? Yeah, it, yeah, it was about the wrestling CVs. It's actually something that I think no one thought before as clear as he told us about, especially with the paying like Salah how to get paid, how to search for work, how to talk with promoters, all this stuff. I think when I was at the WXW Academy, there was one day we talked a bit about it, you know, to talk with respect, don't be afraid to write to them. But uh, I don't remember if they were mentioning like, okay, this is how you make your CV, what you put into it, how Louis King is making it, and about any paying, how to travel, who's paying the travel, flying, no flying. There was I never heard anyone talk about that. So I, it was really helping a lot. And also I think part of me got into the Nations Club because of this with the IWA. That's definitely on one of my notes I've got here, but uh, yeah, the the bit about getting paid and and how to work it out is it seems to be almost a taboo subject. It's yeah, like it's, but you it's, should it's, want to I wrestle. Always, <laughs> yeah, 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 but I think it's always everywhere. Like at the work, we also have this uh, don't talk about your salary to each other, you know. And I think it's the same with wrestling. Like money is not something you really want to talk about because what. Then that guy is getting more than you, or his flight is booked. Your you have to buy your own. His gas money is handled. Yours is not. Or, you know all these little little stuff that can make you just get pissed, or you know. Absolutely, I, yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely, especially in, in this updated day and age with transparency I think um, it's important to do that because there's no there's no sense in 
I mean, what if you, you're wrestling, you haven't negotiated a wage, you've broke your wrist again, and that means you've had to miss time out work. You're not being, you've not been compensated. You haven't been paid for the first, the initial match, and it's just a whole, it's a whole can of worms that uh, hopefully nowadays we should be avoiding. But you know, there'll always still be places that'll try and chance their arm for a, for a, a spot or two. Um, so yeah, speaking about the IWA Nations Cup, so it's uh, evidently yeah. uh, you're representing Hungary. Um, yes, I do. So. How did so you said you mentioned that because of the CVs and that you're able to you that was in part how you got in but um, what made you want to get involved with with IWA Nations Cup? Uh, I have seen them uh, posting about it, and uh, I couldn't see a better person to represent Hungary as the soldier, you know, like a Hungarian soldier, basically. I, you know, the bad part is that is in, in it that I live in Denmark, not in Hungary, but <laughs> it's still like the character and that I represent Hungary in Denmark as well, not Denmark. So I'm with a Hungarian name, not with an English name or Danish name. So I think it still matters a lot, like where the where your heart is coming from, not the not that where I live or anything. And uh, it looks really exciting. Like that means I can talk or have a conversation, have a match with 15 other cultures. That's just so great, <laughs> you know? And also maybe one of the countries have a different kind of wrestling, different kind of mindset. So it's giving me so much possibility to learn from one another and also to give my not so much not so many experience compared to the others that I see in the nation's club so far but it's still it's something just, you know it's an exciting way to, to be thrown into the deep end again I mean uh I mean 2020 was a write-off for many reasons although I think for yourself you 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 still kept yourself pretty busy uh with with, with wrestling um because it's it's shows are still getting put on, uh, and you're able to complete your your uh, trifecta in Denmark as well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's always a any chance you can get, I suppose, to to exactly. uh, learn something new. Exactly, and also Louis King was uh, telling the same in the during the CV every time. Like, if you have a chance, go for it, because if you wait just a minute, two other guys maybe will be before you and if you wait a day 100, 100 guys will be ahead of you already absolutely yeah uh, and who knows um, it could have been a, could have been a line of guys at uh, HCW just waiting to hit send and yours just came through first and uh, it might never have happened um, so initially we were going to kind of speak well I was hoping to speak yesterday. Uh, just that was my timeline in my head. But you were actually in a, in a uh, um, seminar with Sin Bodhi, who of course was Gazarni yeah. for a brief minute in WWE, and uh, I think he was in TNA quite a, lot, a bit as well. So again, is this just a case of just trying to absorb as much information as you can while we're all kind of stuck at home? Um, of course, and also like uh, when we are having the in-ring training, that has nothing almost nothing to do with uh, things that you have to talk about not being in the ring and do it actually and uh, what somebody was telling yesterday it was about timing and ring positioning I don't think that uh, half of at least half of the things we could have not done in the, inside the ring during a training session yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's I, a lot of times nowadays wrestling. The, the wrestling's almost the secondary bit. Um, yeah, it, it's about the emotion of the crowd and and getting to to um, pull them in. I mean, I watched your match with uh, Michael Flynn, and uh, I could see that you were kind of just you were trying to, to draw in the crowd and and even as a it just I was hearing you speaking to Kurt as well that you're you've been kind of experimenting with using your Hungarian 
mess, I'll say the word, but uh, being Hungarian to, to draw up uh, uh, the ire of, of a Danish market as well. So, yeah, I mean, you could wrestle a great match, but as, if you've got the crowd either behind you or vehemently against you, that's the that's the key key thing to get you back for future shows, I suppose. Yeah, and that's what I really try to get, and mainly to get comfortable with it, because I was always a very shy guy, I still am, but I'm working on it really hard, and actually one of my friends told me, like, who have seen me wrestle also, that I'm a totally different person in my personal life, and when I go out to the ring, because she doesn't see that shy person anymore because you just go out front of 100, 200 people that get half naked and uh, basically work. <laughs> so. that's, the, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, because I, I, when I was doing my research, I had the, had the I've been mentioned it so many times because it was a great interview, but uh, I was watching the Kurt Johansson interview with yourself on one screen and then I had your match with Michael Flynn on the other and I'm like going, how is this the same guy? Because yourself, you're quite shy and and um, like not withdrawn, but just like you hold you hold back a little bit. You're just you're careful of thinking. And I watch your match with Michael Flynn, and you're just like running through him, or you're you're um, picking up uh, Rick Dominic, and you're, you're shouting at him. You're you're doing all this emotive stuff, and then I come back to your interview with Kurt, and you're uh, just like, yeah, it's fine. I'm wrestling's I like wrestling. And it's just <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a great. Um, I see it so many times, especially when I'm doing these interviews now, that I'm speaking to wrestlers and they're, I don't think they realise they change so much in that moment between the, the, the entrance music hitting and and going out and putting on a show. Um, one, one of the comments made me laugh was, was you, you got a lot of, of uh, John Cena chants. Yeah. Uh, you started. Especially, especially during the last uh, CCW show. It was a intergender match, and yeah, it's like, uh, you fuckers. <laughs> but I was a heel, so I could work with that, which gave me the option to be an asshole. <laughs> so, and I actually felt really comfortable, you know, just shouting back to the Danish guys in Hungarian and. I was just basically shouting that I don't understand what you talk about. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> like, then I, I think one of them was calling me Captain America. And it was quite funny because yesterday during the webinar, somebody was calling me, ah, Captain Hungary. <laughs> like, not again. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the future. <laughs> you can come out with the <laughs> Captain Hungary. Yeah, just evil of the Hungarian soldier, Captain Hungary. And then my, my the big gimmick is gonna be like, this is Hungary, yes. <laughs> get, get get your own shield and uh, just use it to, to to smack guys about. There, there's money. There's money in that <laughs> somewhere somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a million bucks. Exactly. Uh, so, like I say, you, you kind of play your trade mainly in well, Denmark. You live in Denmark. Uh, outside of being almost a Hungarian soldier. Um, so, what would be your pick of, of some of your favourite matches that you've had so far? My favourite so far was against Finn because he's really good and uh, he was basically talking to me during the whole match but not like uh, making me loud for anything, just, you know, like relax, you know, calm down, be slower, don't rush, just easy. You know, and reminded me on spots, but the thing is that if I know, I'm really stressed about if I remember the spots and all, so I actually remember everything, kinda, hopefully. <laughs> So I was like, why does he tell me the spots? I know the spots. Like, yeah, just, you know, I'm fine, you know. It's easy. We are just in the co-main events. No worries, no worries. Just chill, chill. <laughs> so, but it was really, it was relaxing to hear him talking and everything. And for me, I could really take out a lot 
out of it because as soon as I got the recordings, I was like, okay, I want to listen the whole recording in silent. I want to hear him talking because he was talking all match long and I couldn't hear him talking. So for me, that was like, okay, so I can talk really easily to anything, anyone, because I'm not even hearing the recordings next to the ring. So for me, there was a takeaway from that match in this, in this way. Uh, it's, it's incredible skill. I mean, uh, I mean, I've watched wrestling since I was, uh, well, actually the first moment I remember from wrestling came up on, on Twitter, WWE's Twitter. So I've, I've watched since 1999 and I still have no idea how they do the whole talking thing. And I mean, you see it sometimes if, if it's like a, a John Cena who likes to shout, uh, but like I still don't get it. And it's the bit, it's the magic that always keeps me coming back. Going, how I I don't have my, my memory is like a sieve. When we stop chatting and I hit stop recording, I'm literally going to forget everything we spoke about, and I'm going to have to listen back to it again. So I don't that know how anyone. The same for me. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can put together a match and be be safe. It's just you know, it's an incredible skill, and I, I just yeah, it makes me just go like wrestlers I, are still superheroes to me because they can do that. I think in a way it's also in the reflex because I also like to, as I call it, dance the match by myself. You know, once or twice with my partner if there is time for it. And uh, because of that, it gets into my reflex for that night. So as soon as, you know, he touched me somewhere, uh, let's say beat me in the corner, aha, that's, that's what's coming, yeah. So... I think it's just uh, getting the reflex by that. And of course, when you have 20 years of experience, that's just uh, when it's really a magic. Yeah, it just becomes like a, a second nature kind of thing as well. So yeah. uh, go back to right to the start uh, briefly. So what was it like taking that first bump then? Of course, you've had experience, uh, of course, with the old uh, wrist break, but you're, you're under the influence at that point. So what was it like taking that kind of damage sober? <laughs> Ooh, my first bump was the worst. <laughs> it hurt it so much because I landed bad. <laughs> So all my lungs came out and like, oh, is it all going to be like this? All my respect, people. Well, let's take next. <coughs> so it was something like that. <laughs> uh, so the one thing that, I mean, it sounded like you didn't have, um, like everything you said was, was like slowly, you have to learn the basic, the basic basics before you got yeah. to do and that was the same with months. the bombs. First, uh, in Hungary, when we were learning the bombs, we literally had to lay down and just to uh, hit the mat. Nothing else. Just hit the mat. Then you were going, you know, like more of a, a bit more up, sit up, do the same. Then, you know, basically squatting, go back, do the same. Now you can... Try take one bomb if you want. <laughs> so yeah, so it's. Uh, I mean, I suppose in one way it's like you know how to fall. As long as you know how to fall, that is pretty much you're going to be fairly safe in the ring, um, at least for yourself. You you know that you're going to land yeah. okay. Uh, but the other hand, um, you're, you're probably as a fan, you're probably sitting there going, "Come on, I want to do some flips. I want to." to do a, a, a topi con hilo and I want to do all the fancy moves, but uh, yeah, it, that's, uh, that was the hard part in uh, back in Hungary because when, when I was going there, of course, as, I think as everyone, I was expecting that. Hey, at the first day, no problem. Okay, well, of course. And then, you know, for one year, nothing, <laughs> not a move. <laughs> And, uh, but also because of that, I got the mindset of don't trust the things and the fact that it is worth to wait for it. 
if you do it at the first day, you fuck yourself up. If, even yeah. if you don't believe it because it looks cool and everything, you just ruin your yourself. It's that, not worth it. That and well as well, you're probably sitting there, if you, if you spent your first three weeks doing RKOs, and then the fourth week they're going, right, we're going to do some drills where you're going to do this really small movement. You'll be like, I don't need to do that. I can do an this RKO. This is boring. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go do some, some uh, I'll do some uh, 450s instead. Way more fun. Uh, but then yeah. that, that means you're probably going to hurt someone very soon. Yeah, probably very soon. But I actually, <laughs> because of the rules, I plan it. And because we don't have in-ring trainings and I have a quite big room, let's say, I'm just planning like, okay, I'm going to buy five mats, put it down in my room, and I'm going to roll, baby. I'm just going to roll back and forth. That's going to be my warm-up or something. Excellent. So, so you've really become a... You, you went from, ah, I'm just doing bumps every week, not that much else. Now you become properly a student of the game. Like you're saying, you're, you're trying to just grab all these pieces of information that you can get. Exactly. I mean, I was, I was seeing that you, you also had a seminar with uh, with uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, which when you think about your wrestling style that I've seen, it's very different to what Speedball does because, uh, of course, he's more of a high flyer and you're more of a grounded. Yeah, uh, but at the same, yeah, but at the same time, maybe at one point that you have to fight against a two-meter guy who's twice of me also like in, in wide. And uh, then I cannot really do my style, so I have to go. I think I need, I, I want to be able to do most of the styles as much as I can, because at the same time, if I know every single style, then I can, you know, just put them all together and create something that is mine. And that's taking, and what's what will make me better? A, a hybrid, basically. yeah, so, and also you, hybrid. If you could be a, a chameleon, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I hadn't thought about it until just you said that. But if, if you learn from uh, well, Speedball, of course, you'd be the guy that that's you have to be the base for his kind of wrestling. So he's uh, learning a bit more about timing and and all that kind of stuff. So. Like I say, between the, the dojo and uh, the, the Symbody and, and Mike Bailey and everyone else, it, it's just finding that extra piece of a puzzle to, to make the bigger picture. Um, now, on the dojo, coming up, their guests, we've got the likes of uh, Selena De La Renta, uh, Big Buffa, uh, Bull James, and, and uh, it was just incredible that it was just announced recently. Which Yeah, um, it's, I'm looking so forward to all of it because talking with the producer... Talking with someone going Asia and uh, around the world since 10 or 20 years, I'm not sure about uh, for how many years he's active. And then X WWE and DNA stars, ECW stars, like, wow, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I know this 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 uh, series is due to being the Sharp Dojo series, so it, it can possibly end up being a huge advert for it. But uh, it's 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 quite incredible that he's brought for that, that Lou has brought in so many different like 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 I'm saying different pieces of that puzzle because we had Krieger, tag team guy, had Buffa, like I said, uh, Asian and Asian market. He's wrestled all over um, the the East. Uh, you got the producer uh, Selena. You got the guys who've made it to the to the actual WWE, uh, Bull James and and uh, Justin Credible, Credible. So it really is. Uh, right now, nobody's training physically. It's the one of the best ways to to get involved. And um, as someone, as I, I've, I'm, I'm I'm lucky enough, I'll be speak, speaking to Kiger tomorrow. Uh, so hopefully, I'll be able to to delve into that tag team psychology a little bit more. I mean, I'm not even wrestling. I wrote a page of notes. I don't know how that yeah. happened. <laughs> Me too, like, and I mean, I'm a wrestler. Yeah. I expect you to write notes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a tech wrestler. But who knows? And it's still, as we see WWE, you can be in a tech team in five seconds. So, and also it's just good to know. But what are the rules? What are, what are you doing? 
what you should do, what you have to do. All these little things just come together and then at one point someone will tell me, uh, I got a tag match for you today, is that okay? Of course it's okay, let's go. I know all the rules. <laughs> of course. I'm already a professional before I said. That's the thing. I mean, I didn't even think... I mean, I knew, like, briefly what the rules are. I've watched it for that long. I've kind of got the gist of it. But um, after after speaking to Krieger in a tag team seminar, I, I watched uh, America's Most Wanted against 3 Live Crew. It was on TNA. I was in a bit, I'm in a bit of a TNA mood at the moment. They had it on YouTube. And I was watching it going, oh, there's that little thing that Krieger said. There's that little thing. There's this. And it's like, I never noticed how technical all this thing was until someone's told me. <laughs> it is yeah. that technical. Um, right, so... And, and these little things that uh, you just say, like, also, two or three days ago, I was asking, uh, I think Louis King was sharing it on the gro dojo group, that uh, someone with 20 years of experience in uh, in the US was posting on Twitter that he, does, uh, he can give a match feedback. And I was like, okay. Hi, sir, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here is the match. Is it okay? Not okay? Like, you know. And uh, the day after, he came back to me, brought me a shitload of things. Then I wrote, you know, first I watched the match again, reading what he was writing and where he was writing. And like, oh, well, oh, okay. Yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, that looks like shit. <laughs> and, you know, until that moment, it was like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that, that's the thing. Wrestling's so subjective, but um, we've got it the is. likes of, of Lance Storms doing uh, dumb uh, Tyson Ducks. He's doing these seminars, and uh, these these uh, feedbacks and uh, shading the trash, so I think was one that you, you did um, from around, well, from down Carlisle, so around about the borders of, of Scotland and England. Um, but nowadays, I think wrestlers don't have an excuse to not learn because there's so many, there's Zoom, there's this, uh, there, there's webinars, seminars, like actual physical ones, there's match feedbacks. And uh, it's great to, to hear that you're just you're just trying to absorb as much as you possibly can, uh, which I've said before, no numerous time in this this uh, this chat we're having. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's absolutely no excuse now for wrestlers to not get yeah, feedback. In a way, I also... In a way, I also have to get here because for uh, since the lockdown, I had a bit of, you know, the uh, lockdown again. Yeah, nothing to do. Yeah, so just work, home, back to work, home. And I just got basically bored of it. And that's when I was starting to, you know, just chatting up everyone. Hey, do you want to make like a psychology lesson or something? You know, like I want something. Give me something. <laughs> I'm bored as hell. That's the thing. That's why I started doing podcasts in general. Because I started it in, in June last year because there's no shows to write about. So I couldn't write about anything. I was like, oh, I'm actually miss. I'm very, I'm much like self, quite a shy person. I, I don't particularly like speaking to people. But I was starting to even miss human interaction by the time uh, June came round. And then apparently we went to lockdown three. I don't remember lockdown two uh, particularly, but uh, it's just like, this is my, this is my, I'm, I'm booking in so many guests now for podcasts because I'm actually liking speaking to folk. I'm very scared when lockdown gets lifted and I'm expected to do it face to face, but it's a, it's a bridge we'll cross. Um, right, so before we, we kind of wrap up, um, I, I, said, I want to keep these kind of, to about an hour. We've got some odd questions that I like to ask in our normal podcast. Oh, One of which is the first time it will be publicly because I've only added it to the last two or three episodes. Uh, first one is, as always, what's your favourite dinosaur? T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was weird. <laughs> I, I, I like the smaller. <laughs> uh, the T-Rex. It's a classic. Yeah. And the other one, which uh, it started with, with the episode I've got coming up with Luke King Sharp uh, and will forever continue. What would win in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? One cow. 
said uh, awfully quickly there. Have you got any reasoning, or it's just gut yeah? Decision? Because I was studying. Uh, I'm a former educated guy, so I know that I know their size differences. The cow, the only, the only bad thing with the cow that it's lazy as fuck. So, but I think if it's lying on the two sheep, easy win. So, I mean, it's still 500 kilo we talk about. <laughs> I mean, I forgot when you said you worked on a farm that, that you literally will have the expertise for this question. Uh, <laughs> I'm still I'm still pulling for two sheep. I'm still thinking two sheep could do it if they work together. Um, I don't know how sheep's brains work, but uh, I'm hoping we'll never, <laughs> hoping we'll never find out because I don't want to watch it. I think that would be really, really sad to watch two sheep fight a cow. But uh, one day, one day we might find out. Um, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't think the cow would fight because it's just a so lazy animal. It's just eating grass, laying down, eating grass, laying down. That's all he does. If that would be my life, I would be dead by now. To be, to be honest, I think that is my life sometimes uh, outside of speaking on Zoom. Um, yeah. Right. So before, so before we wrap up, what what's your immediate goals then? Say your your five year plan. Wrestling comes back tomorrow. Where do you want to be? Is it AEW, New Japan, NXT, WWE? What's your What's your goal? My My big goal is basically to make a living from it, a fixed living. And uh, after that, I didn't decide it yet, but uh, I like to. I like I want to travel the world before signing with anyone. If I get get there. And I think I will. Uh, but yeah, first, first big goal is to make a living of it. And when I'm able to quit my job and just live basically from wrestling and giving seminars, selling merchandises, then I, I think I, that's the point when I can think about what's next for me. Absolutely. To reach this point, I just, you know, always have small goals. Like I said, for when I made my debut, okay, I want to reach all the three Danish promotions. And when I reached, when I did that, I was like, okay, that was quite fast. Now I want to make a, a booking abroad. Well, hello, Nations Club. Cup. Club. <laughs> hello, Nations Club. So, so yeah, so you're so, hitting your goals. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, basically when the IWA came back to me, I think I was just playing on my PC when I, you know, phone popped up and there was an IWA escape. Okay. And uh, I was literally crying. <laughs> reading that. So, yeah, you're on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And for, for one hour after that, I was just calling people like, oh my God, I'm, oh my God, I made it, I made it. Oh my God, I'm so happy. That, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, now you've said that, that if you put out into the, the world that you're, that you're just going to make a living and travel the world and then sign with someone uh, once you've done all that. Uh, by what you've told me already, there's every chance, there's a high chance that'll happen. You seem to have the, the go-to and the drive to do it. Um, so hopefully, uh, myself and and Kurt, whoever's interviewed in the last 12 months, we're just getting the, we're getting the exclusive, we're getting it just before you uh, hit it big and and uh, start tearing it up. Who would be your, your uh, fantasy opponent? So you could pick anyone to face past, present, future. Um, who, what would, what would be your dream match? I'd say the Miz for this one also, because I just want, you know, I just want to have that experience. I, I thought it's, that would be your know, an answer. <laughs> just, just, just see the, just see your favorite up against yourself. I, I, I don't know how I would, how different I would be in that moment, and would I, I don't know, just you know, make a small cry before we start to kill each other, or would I cry during the entrance, like when Edge returned, and then you know back in the game kind of thing. <laughs> so I just want to see myself, how I would react for that. Uh, I mean, it, it's 
it could be a WrestleMania main event in, in five years' time. Who knows at this <laughs> stage? Um, I've always, I always like asking that question because it's like, oh, I like to face so-and-so. And with The Miz, like I say, he's got the reputation of being just absolutely safe. He, he's, he's absolutely solid in the ring. He knows how to get a reaction out of the crowd. One of my favourites is Jeff Hardy, who knows how to do that, but would probably literally kill me because he's got this this style of, of wrestling that it would just be like, no, I'd never want to do that. I don't want the ladders. I don't want tables. Forget all that. Oh, with, with all that, I'm like, I want to try everything that I can, but if I try it, I want a reason for it, a story. Mm-hmm. Why oh, yeah. am I making it? So, for example, with the chair shots, it was a hardcore match against Jake Dominic. So, like, that's a basic in a, cha- in a hardcore match. Let's do it. Or I was breaking a table against uh, Ragnar in Dance Pro Wrestling. And, like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, that's comfortable. <laughs> as far as you can say that. <laughs> then, um, yeah, yeah. It, like, yeah, all these things I, I want to try out. See how I would enjoy it, <laughs> and yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, you've only got so many. What the, the old adage is: you've only got so many bumps in your bump card. So let's let's just do it. Just let's just take things as they come. I mean, you're not going to get yeah. phoned up and go right next week. You're in a barbed wire uh, exploding landmine match. Like, <laughs> why? Just because still a reason. No, so, yeah, no, that's you, not you, me. You, you've got so, so many things on your bump card, just don't want to, to use them all up in your first year. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for, for taking the time to speak to me tonight. Thank you for uh, having me. I, I absolutely have, I've thoroughly enjoyed our chat. I'm so glad that we've both understood each other as well. Thank uh, you, and me too. <laughs> I was a bit afraid of the accent, but I got used to it. And it, it got, now it's really easy to understand so to be honest Lou is yeah. on the on the other end of the accent it's really strong I find it difficult sometimes um, I, I'm from like the northeast of Scotland which sometimes is just a run-on sentence but it, it, it's a little bit softer uh, to the ear but before we go though got people have got to know where can people find you on social media it's uh, I think everywhere is Hunyadi Tamash 97 you will never find out I was born in '97. <laughs> so, and yeah, on Facebook, if someone can want to chat me up, it's who just who Yadi Tamash. I'm kind of friendly sometimes. <laughs> Try you're, on to the, be you're on the TikTok yet or anything like that? Just no, to, no, t- no. Yeah, I only have Instagram and uh, Twitter and the Facebook. Excellent. That's all you need. Uh, perfect. Again, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for the invitation and have a great day. You too.